Hello everyone, Peter here with Peter Draws Content Free Podcast, Episode 6, Season 1, Volume 1. We are continuing on, not starting off with coffee talk today, since I have some other stuff I want to talk about, it seems appropriate to continue on with some thoughts uh, that I meant to talk about in a previous video I recently made, um, a video where I was drawing on toilet paper, and I had some thoughts about um, drawing on things, which is not totally uncommon for me. I'm a person that likes drawing, and so I think about drawing on things fairly often. Sometimes if I'm falling asleep at night, or sitting in the shower, or driving uh, somewhere, or sitting somewhere else in my house, or um, various other places in my uh, you know, worldly existence. Um, but lots of times when I'm existing, I do this thing, thinking, and I think about things to say in videos, um, since I say things in videos, and I think about these things, and then when I sit down to say the things in the videos, it doesn't really come out that way like I expected, and uh, I have little remnants, and maybe I can fit some of these remnants uh, into these podcasts, uh, so you can uh, you can get a little bit of the leftovers, or maybe it'll even be better than the thing that was in the actual video. I don't know. What I'm trying to say is that I didn't say everything I meant to say, and uh, I don't know, maybe it came out worse or better or... It doesn't really matter. Um, one thing, so so basically in that video, if you haven't seen it, I talked about how, or I meant to talk about how, there's a lot of drawings and designs places. Like sometimes there's, you can get wallpaper. I feel like in the past, it was a, it was a trend to have wallpaper with designs on it, right? You would walk into a house and one of the, you know, the in the back of your mind, there was always like the static of wallpapery designs, right? Just like it was everywhere, like floral or lines, pinstripes. But now it seems fairly popular to have just blank walls, usually some sort of off-white, some sort of eggshell color. Like my walls right now are kind of eggshell. I, I don't know. There's probably a very... There's a million different colors and a million different names for each subtle variation of color. But wallpaper doesn't seem to be that popular anymore. Also, years ago, there, even right after wallpaper was as popular, various um, pastels were more popular and bright colors. It probably depends on what type of place you live in, but I feel like various muted, muted, muted colors are more popular these days. I don't know why. I don't know why. Another thing I was thinking about. None of this is really supposed to make any sense, by the way. If you're if you're if you're listening to me right now, um, if this is this should not be your first podcast you're listening to. It's okay if this is your first content-free podcast. But if it, if it is, and you're wondering why did people why did Peter just jump right into this? Why isn't it making any sense? Um, it's not really supposed to make any sense or follow any sort of logical progression. It's not supposed to. So it's okay if you're not really following. Um, another thing I was thinking about was. Um, there is this one road near me, a highway, which leads in and out of my city where I live, Wilmington, which is exceedingly boring. Boring. Did I say boring? Boring. Um, 
and it should not be. I mean, the things along it aren't necessarily boring. There are trees, excuse me, there's grass, there's, um, there's all sorts of interesting things which themselves are not boring. Like, I like trees, I like grass. If I could get out of the car and look at them closely, I would not be bored. But driving along, or being a passenger, as they all whiz by for hours and hours, uh, they kind of, you know, they turn into a blur, and they do get boring. I'm sure there's other places like this in the United States or anywhere else in the world, and it all kind of, you know, it, 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 it kind of grinds, as you move, it grinds into a halt. It, it feels like you're not actually moving, and it all... It's like the, it's the same thing over and over again. Nothing, nothing changes even as the, your location changes. And I feel like maybe I wouldn't want to block the view because that just seems wrong because there's nature out there. And it seems like moving in the wrong direction morally to put up things that would block the view. I mean, there's already some billboards and that, you know, that seems like the morally the wrong decision to put up more junk but maybe like down by the edge of the road we could put up like little little strips of sign signage but nothing nothing commercially nothing that you know has a commercial purpose but just an artistic thing like maybe something that the people the passengers that are already have their faces glued to the window just looking out, the, like little kids that are sitting there staring out the window, wa watching everything whip by, daydreaming. They could look at kind of like a little a flip book that changes as you watch the scenery flip by. Um, like a little strip on the guardrail. You know how there are guardrails? We could put, why don't, I just thought of this just now, why don't we put art on the guardrails? That would be cool. It's already plain metal. Why don't why don't I put art on the guardrails? All right, I would settle for that. I don't think we you know there's a lot of places you can drive by in the United States, especially like out west and in the in the in the you know like the Appalachian Mountains and stuff, where I I don't think we should we should. I mean, I, we should t even take down the guardrails to be able to see more stuff. Like there's a lot of places where you're driving through the. The Blue Smoky, the Great Smoky Mountains and Blue Ridge Mountains, where even just the guardrails upset me sometimes because they block your view a little bit, and I want to be able to see as much as possible. Um, you know, it's amazing out there; it really is. But sometimes, just driving along, it's nice to just a little bit more variety, just because all the trees, it all just became comes the same thing. It does. Um, I think we should put the. Because, you know, I've I've talked about how I met, used to imagine when I was a little kid, a little man running along and jumping up and over and around stuff and through stuff and blowing stuff up. You could put, you could make a little flip book kind of sort of thing of a little man running along the guardrails. Art, art style. I don't know what I'm talking about. Just ideas flipping through my head. I don't know. But, um, that's when, sometimes when I'm talking like this, my... I'm like in the middle of a thought and then my mind just goes totally blank. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing. Oh, but anyways, most of this stuff would be totally obsolete now. It would be good a while ago, but I feel like a lot of it's obsolete now that everyone has phones now. They can just start, you know, scrolling through Reddit 
or or, or nine gag or Twitter or Tumblr or whatever their preferred poison of choice is. You know, they can just do whatever they want on their phones or even little kids that don't have phones yet or tucked away in the back seat of the minivan with the DVD player flipped down from the ceiling, watching Aladdin or Finding Dory for the millionth time. Everyone's kind of, you know, absorbing stuff that way now. They don't need to watch my little flip stuff stuck to the guardrail outside the window anymore. Everyone... Everyone's entertained that way. Nobody's, I mean, I was about to say nobody's bored anymore, but I feel like people are still bored even while they're trying not to be bored, you know? Even though, even while we're looking through stuff on our phones, we're still bored. It's weird. Hmm. Also, you gotta be careful these days with crazy people and your cars. I, you know, keep your car locked all the time. Not just when you pull up to an intersection and there's shady looking people around and you, you know, lock your car. I was, I was walking outside my apartment complex the other day and I went to get in my car, which is kind of beige colored, or as I say, damp band-aid color. It's not a very attractive color. I don't know why there's, this color is so popular. Just make like, a white car, a black car, a blue car. Make it like a like a real color, not this weird light burnt sienna, like skin colored. Like I don't know why is tan, why is tan such a popular car color? Is it because it doesn't show dirt well? I don't know. But it's, it's a very ugly car color, despite me having it. I don't really care what color my car is. I just want to get from point A to point B. You know what I'm saying? Like Bruce Almighty. Um, but anyways, I walked out of my apartment. Walked out at, um, into the parking lot. I opened my car door. And I got halfway into the car uh, before I realized uh, that it wasn't my car. Because, I only realized this because there were cloth seat interior instead of my car has leather interior, or it's probably fake leather, pleather. They kind of freaked me out. This, this was a, and it was a Chevy Impala. My car's an Altima. Was, who just leaves their car in a parking lot of a apartment complex of like this totally unlocked? Uh, it scared me. It was, I felt like I was in some weird, I had just woken up a few minutes before, so I read somewhere at one point, this is probably totally untrue, that you can't be, you know, accused or held responsible for a lot of serious crimes. I think I might have read murder within the first 15 minutes of waking up because you're not, um, you know, like mentally sane or something like that because you really are kind of out of it right when you first wake up. That might have been why I got in the wrong car, but it was just like out of the corner of my eye see a car, right shape, right color, get into it. But it wasn't my car. My car was like five more spaces down. So I <laughs> shut the door, went over, got in my car, drove away. I hope no one saw me do that. I hope, anyways, I mean, even if they did, I mean, it's a, I mean, that's an honest mistake, getting into someone else's car. And then I, the other day, I was at the post office and I saw someone, some lady, kind of, you know, walk out of the post office. She was looking down, preoccupied with the mail in her hand, kind of flipping through it. And she went over to a nice Cadillac and opened the door to get in. But there was already someone sitting in the driver's seat. And that lady said, excuse me, and pulled the door shut. And then the lady 
who tried to get in was all flabbergasted, and the lady who was already in it was all flabbergasted. And I feel like that just had to have been a really crazy situation for both of them. First of all, there's already someone, for for one lady, there's already someone in the car you're trying to get into, which really must have surprised her. And then for the other lady, someone is trying to get into your car, and you're just sitting there. I don't know, that's just... And those two events happen pretty close to each other uh, in my little timeline, like only a day or two apart. That's pretty nuts, though. Now, I have been doing a fair amount of driving lately, and I'm very, it's times like these when I'm very thankful that I have a f- fairly reliable car, because when you have to drive three over three hours over to the next town, across, well, not the next town, but across the state a little ways, three and a half hours, it's very stressful to have to do that when you're just not quite sure, or when you're always kind of expecting your car to break or just to fall apart or just bad things to happen any second. Um, my personality, I'm always kind of expecting bad things to happen any second or kind of wanting them to, um, I don't know, I shouldn't, I have kind of a pessimistic outlook on things. Just so maybe when things don't happen badly, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe, I'm not sure. But I've been doing a lot of driving um, back to uh, my parents' hometown to see them for various reasons. Um, you know how life is. Things happen. And uh, anyways, I usually try to drive at night. Um, I like driving at night. I leave like after midnight. And if I, you know, it's a three and a half hour drive. I get there like as the sun is coming up. If I leave after midnight sometime, you know, like one, two, three. Sun's coming up at like five or six. I don't know how the sun works, but it, it comes up. Or the earth turns, or the sun swings around on a big swinging arm. Maybe it's on like a wrecking ball sort of mechanism. We don't really know. We don't really know. We haven't figured that out yet. Science is whatever we want it to be. Anyways, I drive at night, and uh, I like driving at night because the road is clear. You can just cruise. Um, The downsides, of course, to driving at night is that it's almost too soothing. Um, actually, there's a lot of downsides to driving. There's a lot of downsides to driving in general. I've said this before. I won't rehash this again about how, just how incredibly mind-bogglingly dangerous driving is, and I don't know how all of us do it all the time. Um, I guess it's just like one of those things we haven't figured out a better way to do. But driving is awful, and um, people die all the time. But we still keep doing it just because we have to get around and we can't afford to fly. I mean, flying seems dangerous too, but statistically it's less dangerous, maybe just because less people do it. Do you think if as many people flew as drew, drove, drove, there would be more, or is it per capita sort of thing? It's less, I don't know how it works. Anyways, um, I like driving at night, um, but I usually try to sleep before I drive at night. Thankfully I can do that because of my um, lax and loose uh, lifestyle, you know, even if I'm Right, right when most people would be going to bed, I'm getting up out of bed, and then I hit the road, fresh, ready to go. Even though it's only three hours, to me, driving, it's a very soothing thing, and it puts me right to sleep. Like the, 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 just the, the vibrations from the road, the, the wom wom wom, the sound, everything about it is very relaxing. Like if I'm in a car, if I'm in the passenger seat, I can sleep very easily. Same thing with an airplane, I can just. Almost as soon as I get on the airplane, I can put in my earphone. My I have like noise canceling, like like they're like actually IEMs they're called in ear monitors 
they like cancel they pluck they block out almost all sound so the but I still there's just enough sound coming in and like just vibrations from the airplane that just boy I, I knock out instantly before before everyone even finishes getting on the airplane I pass out I miss the whole safety briefing I miss everything I don't get a beverage or a snack and the only way and I just wake up from people jostling me to get their luggage and stuff. Um, once the plane, I don't even feel the plane land most of the time. It's pretty great. I don't even have to take drugs. A lot of people take drugs to pass out during plane flights, but maybe those are like weird, uh, like those red eyes, those really long flights. Those are a little bit more harrowing. I'll admit those flights are a little bit worse. Mostly because like, you gotta like stretch your legs. I, I, I get like weird. I just want to get up and like rock around, like kick a door down or something. That's the worst part about the long flights. Just feel, start feeling cramped. That's when those first class, business class seats start paying off, I suppose. Um, anyways, I, I, I start to be well rested before I start driving anywhere significant, just because driving makes me so sleepy. So, um, and then there's, I, I head up these, these, these highways that are just pitch black for so long pitch black. There's no lights. There's, there's no street lights. Right. And because it's so it's in the dead of night, I'm often the only car. Um, I don't, I don't see a car behind me. I don't see a car in front of me. And just every now and then on the other side of the highway, you know, there's like a median, like a ditch in the middle. There's something separating. There's two lanes going my way and two lanes come in the other direction, but they're not like touching in the middle. Um, cause it's like an interstate highway. There's all sorts of different roads. If I say four lane highway, do you imagine two going one way and two going the other? Does that, is that what that means? I was always confused about that. But that's what I mean. There's two going my way, two the other. And um, I'm always confused about what to do about high beams. First of all, I'd like to throw on the high beams and uh, be able to see farther, you know, in case there's like any deer staying by the side of the road. I don't know what I would do about the deer if I saw them, you know, like s swerve, hit the brakes. I guess it's really only deer in in physically in the road that I should do anything about this. But I guess if there's deer by the side of the road, I can just be ready to do something. But if a deer jumps into the middle of the road, I feel like swerving is incredibly dangerous. Like swerving might be just as bad as hit, hitting a deer at 75 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour, because you can start. That's when people roll. They they swerve and then their their car flips. You know. It, it starts flipping and rolling and spinning. It, it turns into like a crazy, like, like a Twinkie, and you're the you're you're the cream inside. It's not good. And um, I don't know what it, what I would do in a, in a deer situation. I'd probably just close my eyes and hope it was all it all ended well. Anyways, the high beams are nice because it it makes it seem it makes it feel less like the road is being procedurally generated like 25 feet in front of the car. But then I just, if I turn to keep the high beams off, I just tr I trust that the the highway is, a, it's a solid highway. And if nothing crazy is going to happen within, you know, after 25 feet, and I can just keep cruising. And there's, I can pretty much only see the the lines, you know, s sloping ahead out of me. And and then sometimes I, I do, I, I turn on the high beams, but then when someone starts coming towards me the other direction, I feel like I've got to turn them off because... Sometimes I see every, other other people turn them off, you know, so I don't blind them. So you know, I'm like turning them on and off, and it's kind of fun to do. 
But then sometimes I realize I've been driving along for 15, 20 minutes, and I've had my high beams on for the whole time. I just like zoned out. I didn't realize that I could have been blinding. You know, maybe there's like a whole highway, like 10 miles of highway behind me just with ditches full of cars. I've driven, you know, run off the highway because I had my high beams on and they couldn't see anything. Who knows? So I don't know. Maybe I'm just not responsible enough to have high beams. You know, maybe I don't deserve them. There was never like a high beam test in driver's ed. Like like a test you had to like operate high beams for 10 minutes to see if you could pay attention for that long. I know maybe I I start daydreaming too much when I'm driving at night because it's just me and the highway and there's like no other cars you have to pay attention to on your side of the road. And that's good. I like that part of it. You just cruise. And, and I go, I do speed. I feel like the higher the speed limit is, the more I go over the speed limit. Is this a bad idea? Admitting to committing crimes? Recording myself doing that on the internet? I'm joking. For the record, I'm joking. It's satire. It's not. It is. Me saying it's not satire is another form of satire. Yeah. And and then sometimes I like... Uh, sometimes you find another person on the highway going the same direction as you. And you they're either behind you or you're behind them. And you just kind of speed match them, you know, for like a long time. You feel like you know them intimately. You've never seen their face. You don't even know what kind of person it is. You don't know if it's man, woman, boy, girl. You don't know anything about them, right? But you've been with them for miles and miles. I like driving behind them a little ways because then I just let them do the high beam thing and other people are better at it than me. And uh, But then eventually they get off on an exit or you get off on some exit and, you know, there's there's no like wave goodbye. It's just all so sudden. It's all so abrupt and you just kind of wish them good luck and goodbye and bon voyage. But it was, you grew so close, you know, you, it's a, it a strange bonding moment between strangers that are still strangers after all that. It's, it is weird, but it's special at the same time. Also, I don't use cruise control on my car. I have cruise control, but I don't use it because uh, I feel like keeping my finger, I mean, my foot on the gas and paying attention to that just makes me a little bit more alert, gives me something to pay attention to. If I'm just sitting there in the car and I don't have my feet on anything, I just have my hands on the steering wheel, that's just, that's just so, it's so much more easier for me to fall asleep. Really hearing me talk about how easy it is for me to fall asleep at the wheel, it sounds like I shouldn't even be allowed in a vehicle. I can't even operate the high beams. But they let me drive around. They do. And I've never been in an accident somehow. Um, I mean, one time I was in an accident and it was all my fault. I was sitting at a stoplight. And this is in South Carolina, so it was like a it was like a wild land out there. No man's land. You know, it was crazy. And um, sitting at a stoplight behind some lady, and then I dropped my bottle of water onto the floor of the passenger side of the car, and I leaned over to pick it up. It might have been a bottle of Gatorade or soda pop, and I leaned over to pick it up, but I was so concentrated on leaning over to pick up this bottle of water, Gatorade, soda pop, that 
Apparently, I took my foot off the brake while we were sitting at the stoplight. And I just rolled forward like four feet and bumped into the back of this lady's car in front of me. And uh, it scared me as much as it scared her. Uh, and then she got out and she came back. She's like, what was that? She's like waving her arms all around like I like I was like I had been like aggressively ramming her over and over again or something. I'm like, sorry, sorry, it was an accident. And so she like pulled in up ahead and I pulled in behind. I should have just kept driving. I should have just she pulled in like way in front of me and I could have I could have just blasted ahead like I barely did I didn't even do anything to her. See, there's these two big bolts on the front of my car holding on the front license plate. Like they stick way out. There's no reason for them to stick way out. They could have been flush. Way, way, not even more that flush, but way more flush. Uh, and nothing would have happened. But there is so it, she had like a plastic bumper on some on her like little 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 SUV thing, and it would just put two tiny little dents in her bumper, and she was just going nuts. And she wanted to get out, so she got all my information, and I barely talked her out of calling the cops. I just gave her all my insurance information and um, I got out of there as soon as I could. But it was, I think that's the only accident I've ever been in that was my fault. Thankfully this. Actually, I don't think the car I was driving at the time had airbags, but that would have sucked if my airbag had gone off just, been rolling, just by rolling forward three feet. What's, is there like a amount of impact it takes? Like a number of joules? No, wait, is joules? Wait, um horsepower no wait uh impact newtons wait amper uh some sort of impact measurement there's got to be they're like little springs in the in the front bumper and uh when something else touches it like gets compressed and then when something else touches something else it makes the airbag go off or is there one of those little accelerometers is that what it is it probably depends on the model of the car and how modern it is is there one of those little accelerometers and if you slow down too fast it makes the airbag go off it's probably probably it anyways i've never, I've never been in actually i have but i don't want to talk about it it's too scary it's not too scary it's just just don't feel like talking about it. Nobody got hurt. Don't worry. It's not like a. I'm not. It's not like a scarred. It's not like a terrible thing. I just, I just don't feel like talking about it. That's all. Like that's okay. You don't have to talk about things if you don't feel like talking about them. I will tell you, however, sometimes I go to this hot bar at the grocery store. I've told some people about this, but I haven't told them one aspect of this. Um, it's like a buffet. Uh, it's like a hot bar. You know, you grab like a little tray. Um, that closes and you can, then you pay it the self. I, I usually pay it the self checkout. You know, you can choose different things. You know, they have different things, different days. A lot of days, I mean, I'm a big fan of chicken wings. So a lot of times I grab chicken wings and put them in my little container, try it clips shut, you know, so you can take it home. I usually take mine home. Um, and the thing is, though, about buying chicken wings, there's always like this weird nagging at the back of my mind telling me I probably shouldn't buy be buying chicken wings because they price it per weight. You put it on the little scale when you check out. You punch in a little code for what you, for like the hot bar and then you put it on the little scale and it it's the price is calculated per weight. And I'm thinking I'm getting ripped off here buying these chicken wings like this because uh 
I can't eat the whole thing. And I'm getting, they're charging me for the bones inside of the chicken wings. Like the, the bones inside the chicken wings weigh something and I can't eat those. Maybe I should just only be buying things from this hot bar that I can eat the entirety of and really light fluffy things like souffles. Only go when they have souffle and only buy buy that. I bet I could buy a whole whole thing of souffle for half the price I usually get a whole thing of anything else. Oh, also, another thing I like to do on the road, going back to this real quick, when I have both lanes all to myself, just cruising, you know, lots of times you drive in the left lane. That's like the fast lane and the right lane. Uh, so you're going a little slower. And some states, some places have laws about which lane you're supposed to drive in. You know, like the left lane is the faster, like a passing lane. Like you should only drive in that lane when you're passing people or whatever. Um, well, it doesn't really matter, right? If you're the only one on the road. So what I like to do sometimes is kind of straddle both lanes. It's a good feeling, but I don't straddle it completely evenly like my car like what I do is I put my body my poor little body in the driver's seat right over that dotted line going down between the two lanes and it's a very strange sensation it increases the feeling of speed and movement um, when that that dotted line in the between the two lanes is zooming down right underneath you instead of it's usually going like beside you and then there's like a solid white line or yellow, whatever, whatever color the lines are, it's usually going beside you. But when you put that dotted white line zooming right up beneath you under your feet, it's just like, it feels like you're going a lot faster. And there's this weird, then there's the two solid lines on either side of you. And those are all pointing and going, there's like a weird vanishing point way out in the horizon. Cause this is usually like a, you know, like a straight, straight highway. I can't really see, you can't see where they're going because this is, it. you know, this is in the middle of the night where my headlights, I don't have my high beams on, of course, and this is the middle of the night and it's all being procedurally generated, uh, you know, like 15, 20 feet ahead of me. But, well, because my, my headlights are on and th thankfully the stripes, whatever they, how, however they make these road stripes, um, they're like a little bit reflective. So the road stripes, you can see a little bit farther ahead than the actual, the rest of the physical world. And that makes it even a little bit more trippy. The, those kind of like point out ahead and come together in the middle of all the nothingness and the, the dotted line that you're zip, zipping over is blipping out of nowhere. It's just a cool kind of surreal feeling. So sometimes I drive right down the middle. I do do that. I do 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 that. Also, um, lately I've had this problem uh, with in the shower where I keep on putting my body wash on my hair as if it was shampoo. So I've gone through several phases in my life where sometimes I use bar soap for my body and sometimes I use body wash, you know, like the, is it liquid? Is shampoo liquid? Is that considered a liquid? I think it is a liquid, but it's more of a goo. It's more of a goop, right? And uh, I think it really is, for my whole life, you know, I've, I've used shampoo. So whenever I have like a, a puddle of, of, the, 
of shower, showery soap in my hand, it's just my instinct to smush that onto my hair. So, I, so I, I almost always, I think, I think what I do is I wash my hair first. Yeah, I always wash my hair first, then I wash my body. So I, I wash my hair first, and then if I'm using body wash, I put some of that in my hand, and instead of smacking that onto my body, I always lately, like three or four showers in a row now, I've put it right into my hair. And it, it's like, and it's not the combo stuff. There is body wash that's like combo. It's like shampoo, conditioner, body wash. And you can even scrub your shower, shower walls with it and clean the mirror. And it's Rain-X too. It's everything at once. But this stuff is just body wash and it makes my hair like really rough feeling again. So then I have to use the shampoo all over again. And I'm not using conditioner right now. I was only using conditioner when my hair was really long because... I don't know, I'm really glad that I cut my hair because it was such a pain. Sometimes I would put off, I was like, I would be like pretty stinky and pretty grimy feeling, but I would put off taking a shower just because my hair was such a pain to deal with after a shower. You know what, it was just, I, w I, was, I was blow drying my hair every time I took a shower just because if I didn't blow dry my hair, I just couldn't stand the feeling of my you know, even if I dried it as best I could with a towel and everything, it would just still feel like matty and wet and gross and grimy. I probably talked about that in a podcast before. I must have. I've done podcasts before when my hair was still long, right? I don't remember. The past is a flaky thing for me. But anyways, I feel like maybe after I finish this bottle of body wash or maybe before, I'll try switching back to the... um some bar soap. Also, I'm, I'm, I'm about to finish this bottle of shampoo. I'm going to try to, I don't know. I'm having like this weird thing right now where my body is like very itchy sometimes, like my legs and it's like my legs will be itchy. I think it's my water. Like I've mentioned this before and I thought it would I haven't, I've just been like waiting it out because I thought maybe it would just go away. My body would adjust or the water would adjust or Nothing has changed. Sometimes I'm still just very itchy. Like my, usually it's usually my legs that are very itchy. So first I'll try changing my soap. I'll change. I'll get a new shampoo, new body soap. And if that doesn't help me be less itchy, just like random fits of itchiness. Sometimes on my ears and my scalp. And sometimes on my legs. Now, I mean, I, I guess my shampoo does get on my legs because as I rinse it off of my scalp, it, you know, it washes all over my legs, but it's not like I'm scrubbing it into my legs. Anyways, I'm sorry if this is like weird talking, uh, talking about being in the shower so much, but it's just, uh, it's just, it's just the realities of life. You know, I hope you all take showers. I don't take baths. I've never really got to take good baths. I've never had much good bath experience in my life because my mom never really let me take a good solid bath. She never let me put more than like two inches of water in the bathtub because uh, she was afraid I would splash it out everywhere and ruin the bathroom. I guess it would be pretty bad if you splashed out a ton of water and like flooded the bathroom. It would start like rotting the joists underneath and I, I don't know how it works. I don't know, she probably had good reasons, but always in the movies, there's always like people lounging 
in, in bathtubs, you know, full of bubbles and putting salts and stuff in there. And they just look like they're having the grandest time ever. And I never got to do that, so I just took a shower. Of course, you know, I don't think baths are good for cleaning yourself. I think we can all agree on that. Maybe they are. I know, you can do whatever you want, but it's kind of a little gross to, you know, clean, scrub dirt off yourself and then just sit in there in the dirty water. But I guess maybe if you take a rinse afterwards. Oh, speaking of dirty water, I haven't talked about my coffee situation recently. My coffee filter has this weird feature where, I mean, my coffee maker, my machine, my coffee machine has this weird feature where it has this little thing you stick down in it and it has these little weird smushy, I don't know what they're called, but it says they're, I think when I first got it, I flipped, I, I perused through the, I perused, I think you just call it perusing the manual. You don't peruse through something, you just peruse it. And I think they're like filters. No, they're like cleansers. No, I think they're filters. There's like, they're not the filter, not like the coffee filters, they're water filters. It's like down, and you stick them in this thing, you stick them way deep down inside the coffee maker. And there's like charcoal inside of the filters. And you're supposed to switch them out like every month or two months, months or three months or something like that. Anyways, I don't really, I'm not good at keeping track of that. Anyways, I just now switched it out and my, the coffee was getting bitter again, um, which you might not be surprised to hear at this point. Um, and then after I switched it out, uh, it was unbitter. But the time before when it was like really bitter and I thought it was bitter is also a time when I had also put way accidentally put way more coffee in the coffee filter that I meant to, because I was like pouring it in there. I was like pouring coffee into the coffee filter, and then like a whole bunch of it suddenly like went, Phew, and and it was like I accidentally put more coffee in there. So I think the coffee does get stronger and bitterer, bitterer uh, if you put more coffee in there, and less less bitterer if you put less coffee in there. But also, it's probably good to switch out that filter every now and then. I don't know why though. I don't know what it does, but it couldn't hurt. I mean, maybe it could hurt. It says there's charcoal in it. That doesn't sound healthy. I don't know how it works. You know, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just do what they say. Yeah, but you gotta like when you pull out a new little fresh filter, you gotta like soak it in water for like ten or fifteen minutes, and then you put the fresh one in the coffee maker. It's complicated. You just gotta do what they say. But but I'll tell you what else, and I'll tell you right now, my trip to the grocery store earlier today was strangely fraught with friction. You know how they kind of smush together the, these parking lots and there's these weird amalgamations of little streets in the, through the parking lots with little stop signs just kind of randomly placed everywhere and there's stop sign here, stop sign there, and there's little lines on the road showing where you're supposed to stop. And as long as there's no other cars coming, People don't really stop at these stop signs, right? You just kind of cruise around slowly, five miles an hour, whatever, whatever your little, you know, like neutral, not neutral, but, you know, cruising speed is without putting any gas on your car, you know, just kind of cruise, you know, stop. But when it really comes down to it, if there's more than one person at the intersection, whoever came to the intersection should go first. 
And I came to one of these weird little intersections, and I stopped at the line because I saw there were other cars around. I stopped, and I pulled forward, and I did a left turn across the intersection. But the other car was just going to blow through it, like most people usually do. Uh, but it wasn't good to blow through it, the other car coming the other direction, because I was trying to turn left across it. And, I mean, I had the right of way, because I had gotten to the intersection first. So I just kind of kept driving. I was like, if it, I'm like, if, I, if I'm about to get into a nice little low-speed parking lot accident, I mean, this is it. I had the right of way. He's going to hit me. I'm not going to hit him. And he came pretty close to hit me. He had to put on the brakes. I mean, he didn't even think about stopping at the stop sign. It would have been all his fault or her fault. I mean, whatever. And then so I pulled through that intersection, and then there was someone trying to back out of a parking spot like 20 feet after that. And I just kept cruising. I was not going fast. That person stopped back in a parking spot and I kept pulling forward and found a parking spot and I parked and I thought everything was going fine. Uh, but then the person who was back in that parking spot apparently uh, was pretty upset uh, that I hadn't stopped to let them finish pulling out of their parking spot instead of driving on by like I had the full right to do. Anyway, so she pulled up, and was like, and it was some lady in a car, and she said, I, I had just gotten out of my car, and I was just stepping out into the parking lot, and she said, guess you didn't see me backing up, huh? And I, and I was, I was kind of scowling into the low afternoon sunlight, and I didn't say anything. I just kind of adjusted my scowl from the sunlight to her, and I didn't see it was kind of a weird moment. You know how sometimes you're looking, but you're not really seeing anything? Like, I, for the life of me, I, I can take myself back to that moment. But I can't remember what she looked like or what her car looked like. I think it was a hatchback. It could have been red. It could have been green. I don't know. So she, But she said, guess you didn't see me backing up, huh? In kind of an aggressive tone. I didn't say anything. I just scowled. Like, what? In my mind, I, I was I was too busy in my mind going through all the possibilities of why in the world she was talking to me and saying this ridiculousness to me um, to respond. And then she said, guess you didn't. And then she drove off. Like, why would you even go up to someone and say that? We didn't get in an accident. She didn't even, like, have to slam on the brakes really hard. Like, there was no, like, near collision. She was... She had she experienced the most mild inconvenience possible of starting to back out and then having to wait for someone that has the right of way to drive by in a parking lot. But why would you go up to someone like that in a parking lot and like what what's the end result? What was she wanting? Was she wanting me to apologize? Because in my head, it, I was all in my head as soon as she said that to me, I was already like fist fighting with her. I was like, I'm like, where is this supposed to end up? This is, this is supposed to, is she expecting this to be like a fight to the death or something? Is that what she wants? Is that why she's approached me? This complete stranger who has done nothing. Maybe, maybe she thought I had, a, had done a, done her a mortal wrong. I don't know. It just, I was flabbergasted. I don't know. It's so weird to me. Like either you call the police 
because if you think I did something really, really bad, call the police. Or if you're going to come up to me, like, you better be ready to throw down. Like, I'm not even the fighting type. But suddenly I was, like, ready to be the fighting type. Like, that's why I didn't know what she looked like or what her car looked like. Because I was, like, suddenly running through my head where this was heading. And I was, like, ready to fight some random lady in the parking lot because she thought I was driving poorly or something. I don't know. It's just so weird to me. Why would she even say that to me? Guess I didn't see her. I totally saw her backing out. I had the right of way, so I kept on driving. So weird. So I went in and I went in and bought the uh, paper towels and toilet paper I needed. I also got some instant coffee because I'm going to try to use that for a a, uh, a a an art project. I finally figured out what instant coffee is. It's like weird crystallized coffee grounds coffee it's like the essence of coffee crystallized instead of just ground coffee before i had been looking at folgers folgers you know it makes folgers makes ground coffee and instant coffee so i was confused i was looking at just the folgers ground coffee think i was thinking all of folgers folgers all of folgers was instant coffee i'm like this it says ground coffee and i was just looking on the wrong shelf there's like a shelf above that that says instant coffee that's the stuff i needed and I bought some. So a little spoiler for you there. I might try painting, doing watercoloring with uh, instant coffee sometime. I don't know when. It could be in a million years from now. But now I have the art supplies just sitting around. It's like it's one less thing keeping me from doing it, you know. It's just it's there. It's ready. I can grab it when I have the urge. And I can start messing around with it and doing it. So we'll see. We will. <laughs> It's it's hard to know when you're going to do a, an art project because, I mean, I've got tons of art supplies sitting around that I don't use all the time because you can only do one thing at a time. I mean, you can do two things at a time. Lots of times I breathe and make art at the same time, which is good. It's good that you can do that. It is. Anyways, I'm always amazed by how difficult it is to think of things to say in this content-free podcast. The world is so vast and wild and endless and... There's so many different things in it to talk about that I can never, relatively, compared to how many things there are, I can never think of any of them. I think, and and then when I try to think of a thing, just like a random thing off the top of my head, I feel like the same thing I always think of is, is, is trees and how crazy trees are and how the branches know when to split off to a new branch and how that like when when do when and why do leaves know how to grow on the branches and like like I guess it is kind of a pattern like if a branch like sometimes it's like off one side and then it's the other it kind of like goes back and forth but each tree is a little bit different and why is each tree a little bit different why is it the way it grew in the ground or if you had exactly the same ground conditions it's just i guess in the seed maybe the sun and the wind i don't know i'm no phlebotomist i mean biologist phlebotomy is it's blood drawing that's not cool it's just weird how branches branch how branches branch that's always i could wonder about that all day i'm sure there's like i'm sure if i looked it up on wikipedia i could know it's like branches branch for this reason 
but I like what some things it's better to wonder about. I've said that before too. Anyways, uh, I'm out. I gotta go work on growing out this neck beard a little bit more, get it nice and bushy and draw. I gotta go draw the picture for this podcast. So you're watching the picture draw to a close right now. And in my timeline, it hasn't even begun yet. It's just crazy to think about. Mind-boggling. It is. I hope you all have a beautiful day. And, uh, just, 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 just keep it real, everybody. Okay, goodbye. Bye.